Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 87th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. Good friend of mine on today, very good friend of mine in fact, uh, so we're going back to the 80s, a forward, Neil Edwards, 36 appearances for the Wolves, 7 goals between 1985 and 1988. Neil, how are you? I'm good, thanks Chase, yeah, really good, how are you? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Um, obviously, you was at my my wedding in Las Vegas, so we had a good time, didn't we? There. Oh, did we much? Yeah, that we had a great time. Loved it. Good, good, good. Just before and, the um, the lockdown, so um, so yeah, brilliant. I'll tell Absolutely. you what, we, we was very lucky with the timing. Uh, in fact, you was at my wedding. That was my third wedding, and I think things coming threes for you because you played in all three Chorley games. But we're going to come to that in a bit, Neil. Because that's probably not your your greatest memory. Um, but what I always do, start of the podcast, Neil, I always go right to the very, very beginning. Now, you was actually Wolverhampton born and bred, wasn't you? I was born in um, just outside Wolverhampton, a place called Warleith. Yeah. Um, so, and then I lived in Kingswinford for like pretty much most of my life before that um, as well. So, yeah, I'm a, a black country born and bred, yeah. You was black country born and bred, and I believe... It was Olds Winford uh, who you was playing for when you got spotted by the Wolves. But before that, what was your junior football like, Neil? Who did you play for and how did, really, Olds Winford spot you? Well, I played for, um, like, the area side at school. Um, and I played for, um, when I was when I was a youngster, a team called Worsley, Worsley Wasps. Yeah. Um, and obviously one of my best friends at the time, um, his dad used to run the older side. So I pretty much, from the age of, like, 10 through um just played played for as i say worsley was and then later on um a good friend friend of mine malk who's who sadly passed away a couple of years ago he was the the manager at the older worsley was so um i started playing for those when i was about um 16 i think yeah um so i, I was playing men's football from from the age of 16 on a sunday um in the kidderminster league so yes. a good standard and stuff like that so so yeah that's that's where I went, really. And I've never really asked this, Neil, uh, and I genuinely don't know the answer. Who did you support growing up? Oh, it's, it's got a bit of wolves, hasn't it, as as you go around. Uh, yeah. I didn't get to go to any games because, obviously, you know, you're always playing on, on um, Saturdays and stuff like that. Yes. But, yeah, the, you know, obviously, the wolves was a big, and, and all my family as well, um, they were all massive, massive fans of, of wolves, from my dad to my granddad to all the rest of them, you know, my brother who still goes and Brilliant. stuff like that. So, yeah. So it must fun. have been a, a very, very proud time for them when you got, uh, well, signed by the Wolves in August 1985. But there's an interesting story behind that, isn't there, Neil? Well, yeah. Um, well, I, you know, t- to be honest, I was playing for, as, you, as you've mentioned, Old Swimford. Yeah. Um, you know, going to GKN Sankey on a on a Tuesday night and, yeah. and stuff like this, and, and turning up, <clears throat> and um, the the secretary at the time, George Jew, had one of these, um, for the want of a better word, um, sooty vans yes. that we used to travel travel to the the games in. The old Bedford like Rascals. Um, sorry, say Was what you say, Jess? The old Bedford Rascal, weren't they? 
oh, I don't know what it was called. Yeah. I just remember it was one of those that Sooty used to travel in, um, yeah. and and so the, that's what we used to do: go to the go to the games in that at about forty mile an hour. You know, after a hard day's work, yeah, um, and traveling that to well, it, you know, Atherston or GK and Sankey, as I said, or or all teams like this. Hales Own was one of the big games then, yeah, um, when we played them. So, um, so yeah, um, and then it was, I believe. You was actually playing it in a in a game against Wolves on the on the Tuesday, um, or that's when you got spotted. You signed on the Thursday for Wolves, and you made your debut on the Saturday. I did, yeah. Um, I, I knew nothing about it um, because I'd been um, apparently they they'd been watching me sort of thing, and um, they'd arranged to do something which I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, but I'd gone out to Germany with the youth team. Okay. Um, and. It wasn't until I got back. Um, I, I still knew nothing about it. I just, I just knew that we were playing against um, a wolf side in a in a friendly because it was the start of the season. Yeah. So, so, so is this if you don't as we, normally, sorry, as sorry. we normally did, you play against a, a football league side. You know, they yes. normally send like the reserves or the kids or something. You know. So um, sorry to jump in, Neil. On. Do you think this match was arranged specifically? To, to watch you, because I believe it was yourself and Vince Bartram that Wolves signed shortly after, wasn't it? Both from Olds Winford. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Um, it was just to have a look at have a look at us. As yeah. I said, I didn't I didn't know nothing about it, and you know, and obviously you turn up, and my my um, tradition was to have I don't know pie and chips before the game on the way back <laughs> from work, you know, <clears throat> and then um, and then we played against played against Wolves. Um, good game, interesting game. Um, and then we were in the bar afterwards, and Sammy came up to me, and you know, pretty much said, uh, "I'm Sammy Chapman, blah, 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 and we want to sign you." And it was like, "Oh, okay," and like flabbergasted, and you know, where's where's all this come from? Yeah. And then it came out they wanted to do it before, but because I'd gone away, um, they couldn't do it. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, you go away from the ground thinking, "What's what's going on?" Sort of thing. Yeah. And, they said we'll contact you on the Thursday. Um, so obviously, I went to work on the Wednesday and Thursday. I was working on the roofs at the time, um, and I think round about dinner time, um, I was up on up on the roof. Got the call. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, obviously, got down. Right, I need to get to uh, Molyneux. So I went home, and my dad was in bed because he, he worked nights at the time. Yeah. Um, so I woke him up, and I just said to him, "Oh, Dad, he's like what." He's like, the Wolves want to sign me. Um, what, you, what am I going to do? And he just turned to me and went, well, oh, do you want to sign? And I went, yeah. And he just turned over and went back to sleep again, sort of thing. <laughs> so that was, it was like, so off I went to um, Molyneux. Um, and this was on the Thursday. Um, met everybody and um, signed the, they gave, gave me the old Nike boots, as they do. Yeah. And um, what size are you? Um, gave me those and um, the tracksuit which was a yellow and blue at the time, I think. Yeah. Um, Nike one. Um, gave me the tracksuit, and, and then I trained on the Friday, I believe, and and then made my debut on Saturday. And what is incredible here, Neil, is you scored on Saturday as well. <clears throat> I t- and I did. It's it's like such a surreal, and it's one of those things that you never, never ever forget. Um, like I turned up at the Molly, I, I remember it clear as day, and... Um, so I'm 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 stood outside the ground waiting for the the bus. Cause obviously, I didn't know where to go, what yeah. to do. 
I've never done this before. Um, <laughs> so you turn up and I'm waiting outside and I'm, there's a load of supporters there and, and you're chatting away and they think, oh, they're going, how do you think we're going to get on today? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I think we'll do all right. And they, they had no idea I'd just signed um, and stuff like this. So, wow. You, you get on the bus and they, they, they're looking going, what? <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So it was, it was just really surreal. I mean... Um, <clears throat> What 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 what's fascinating with all this? Obviously, you know you're at Olds Winford, um, and to be fair, yes, it's it's a good standard, um, but you don't expect Sammy Chapman, who was the Wolves manager at the time, to be foraging round the local leagues for players, and it must have happened so quickly. But the question I was going to ask um, was Neil, in that game against the Wolves on the Tuesday, which effectively was almost a trial match, unbeknown to you. Do you think yep. if you'd have known that Wolves were watching you, that would have put you under a lot more pressure and maybe you might not have performed as well? I don't think so. Um, because I, I'm the sort of person, oh, I'm happy-go-lucky, if you like. That's, yep. Well, that's what that's what they said to me on my school report. Yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, I, I see things and I take I take everything in my stride. You know, later on, we, we'll talk about the injuries and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but... You know, it's that's just how it is, and I like to think that that's that's just how I am. If yes. if something comes, I'll I'll probably take that as a challenge more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, listen, Neil, you certainly took it in your stride. So that was the match on the Tuesday. Signed on the Thursday. Debut on the Saturday. Brentford away. It was the eighty five eighty six season. We was in the third division at the time. We lost two one, and you scored. Um, so you're literally playing in front of a, a few hundred at Olds Winford. Then it goes to a few thousand. You're playing in a Wolves kit. You're scoring. It must have been, you know, excuse the pun, but it is a dream country, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> like we we got to the um, we got to the hotel um, sort of before, and you have your pre-match meal and another like they. I remember again. I remember they 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 actually bought all the pre-match meals, sort and but by accident they bought. Um, chips as well with with the meal yeah. with the food, so I start piling into these chips, and all of a sudden you you, you hear the shout, "No, no chips!" And they, <laughs> they and they took them all back. And they was like, "No, you can't have chips before a game." I thought, well, "I've always done it," but yeah, you know. So and and like you get to the ground, and um, obviously you 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 know you you don't know what to expect because oh, you never played in front of a few thousand before, of course. Um, and you walk out onto the pitch, and 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 you've got a couple of thousand Wolves fans singing your name. And I'm, and again, I, I, I like turn around and, and I'm like, I said to Andy King at the time, I said, what do you do sort of thing? I, I have no idea. You'd have to help me out here. And he said, you just go over to him, give him a little clap and, and, and a wave and stuff like that. So, so that's what I did. And then, you know, back into Jane's room and then, and then you get ready. But yeah, it's, it's, it was really surreal at the time, you know, and 19 years old. I never expected to, to be looking at getting a pro contract and playing for a pro club at 19, you know, that sort of stuff. You normally, I always thought that you, you signed when you were younger, worked your way through. And, and I never expected to be doing that at 19 years old, you know? I mean, would it be fair to say, Neil, um, you're playing for Old Winford, uh, you, you, you're roofing, um, you know, you're on top of roofs every day. Is it fair to say that's how you thought your life was mapping out? You know, I'm sure... Oh, absolutely. You, yeah, you didn't think you was going to be a professional footballer. <clears throat> no, absolutely not. Um, I thought those days were gone. As I say, um, if I was going to do it, um, I never went for trials at any clubs or anything like that. Wow. Um, you know, I thought that if you're going to... Um, 
if you were going to get picked up, I always thought that it was going to be when you're younger and, yes. and you go through the clubs um, as, as a youngster and then and then you sign pro forms, your, your schoolboy forms and pro forms and stuff like that. I never, you know, I never even gave it a thought that, um, that I'd be doing that um, at all. It was Sammy Chapman that gave you your debut. What was your relationship like with Sammy? Oh, he's great. He's he's the nicest guy that you could, you could wish to meet. Um, Sammy was a top top man. Um, had a bit of fun in training and stuff yes. like that, and and could be ruthless if he needed to be. Um, you know, uh, there was a few things that that he said on training grounds. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you one, and, and like when we weren't doing well, and he'd be like, he'd be like, I'm telling you this now. I'll get rid of you before you get rid of me. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he could look, you know, he, he stood his corner and he stood his ground and stuff like that. But uh, To be fair, Neil, he, he got nicest, that wrong. the nicest guy in the land. He got that wrong because you've seen three managers off, but we're going to come to that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But obviously you had a good relationship with Sammy and his, and his lads were there at the time, weren't they? Campbell and Cavan. Yeah, they were, yeah. Um, Campbell... I, I didn't really know Cavan that well. Yeah. Um, Campbell was more more played when I played. I, I don't know whether Cavan had gone by then. I don't remember him being there. Um, but Campbell was certainly there. Um, yeah, again, good lad, Campbell. Yeah. Um, and and that's yeah, one I'm, thing. I'm not sure where the Cavan was. And that's one thing, Neil, that, that that I didn't know. I didn't know that you'd had no no trials at any professional clubs before. No. No, all I did was um, just play around um, non-league clubs. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, just something that I never did. You know, a lot, a lot of people that, a lot of the young boys that I know, the mum and dads were taking them to to clubs for trials. But um, no, I didn't do anything like that. I mean, was you was you rattling the goals in for Old Swinford? Because you know, for a league club to spot you, you must have been doing some <clears> serious damage. Well, I was playing, I, I was playing wide on the right, so as a winger, right. Um, because we got we got a couple of good lads up front. Um, one one lad called Johnny Wesson who, who was doing really well. But I was I was quite small, but I was I was really really quick. Yeah. Um, and the joke used to be that because I was playing in men's football, you know, I, he'll kick the ball and then run between your legs and and catch it, sort of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, it's You're like not that the, small. You could catch pigeons, sort of thing. That's what they used to say to me. Yeah. Because um, I was I was quite quite rapid. Um, so I was playing on. I was playing as a winger, and when I went to Wolves, first of all, um, I was put as a as a striker. But I always have that instinct of scoring goals anyway. Um, so you know, I, I knew where the target was. Yes. I mean, listen, you took to it like a duck to water professional football, and you did know where the target was. I'm going to give you some statistics now, Dale, and I'm sure you know these two. You know, only too well. Your first eleven games for Wolves, you scored seven goals. So it was. <coughs> Brentford away, we lost 2-1, you scored. Then it was home to Newport, we lost 2-1. Away to Derby, you scored, we lost again. Uh, home to York was the following game, you scored. Then it was away to Bolton and home to Swansea, two big defeats, 4-1 and 5-1. You then scored against Bristol Rovers in another defeat, against Plymouth in another defeat. We then scraped a draw against Lincoln, we lost <laughs> to Berry. And then your, 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 your final game in this goal-scoring spree was two goals against Rotherham. Now, for you, Neil, once you know you you you, you haven't been you haven't been courted by clubs growing up. Yes, you, you're doing okay in the non-leagues, but surely you, you know even this was was a big dream for you 
to score seven in your first 11 professional games, you either must have thought, wow, this is easy, or it must have, you know, you just couldn't believe it. Well, there's there's another part of that which 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 nobody really knows about. Okay. Um, so I got two against Rotherham. Yes. For the three games before that, I, I was playing with a, a thigh injury. Okay. Um, so I, I was rather than running, I was limping through games. Yes. Um, so I had this this you know nowadays you that you wouldn't play. They'd just say you're not playing. Yeah. But because I was scoring goals, um, they kept playing me. Um, so all week I'd be on um, <clears throat> the the treatment table, on and if on a Sunday straight after the game I'd be down to Dennis's um, Dennis's place for treatment. Dennis so Conyard. I mean, yeah, Dennis Conyard. Yeah. Um, so I'd be having treatment all week, and then playing on a weekend um, on a Saturday. Um, so that was for the three before the two games before the Rotherham game yes, and Lincoln I remember Berry. clearly the Rotherham game I was literally limping through the whole game um, but managed to, to score twice you know um, and I'm, I'm a believer that's where a lot of my um, my first injury came from through playing through an injury yes which which put a lot of pressure on my on my knee um, that caused that could have caused um, the damage that it did well, I, I'm going to come on to the injury now, Neil, because um, so <coughs> when we look at the statistics, 7-11, in, in those 11 games, Wolves only won two, lost eight and drew one. Now, it it can only, it begs the question to me that if you was playing for a, a, a better side at the time, a better Wolves side, perhaps a side that was going to be winning games, you could have scored even more goals. Now, out your 36 appearances for Wolves, uh, you scored seven times. You never scored again after that game at Rotherham with with uh, those two goals. You got injured in pretty much the next game against Warsaw, um, which it was your thirteenth game for the club. Unlucky for some. Um, I mean, tell us about the injury because I've still I've actually put the picture out on Twitter today of of you being flanked by Dennis Conyard on the one side and Greg Fellows on the other, um, carrying you off. Uh, what happened uh, with the injury now? I think it's one of those. Um, so, as I say, I think that it, that playing with an injury might have caused uh, a bit of, a bit of problems there anyway. Yes, um, which leak, which weakened the knee. Um, but but at those sort of years that I played eighty five and stuff like that, that the manager would say to you, or the ex, the old pros would say to you, if they've got a good player, if you get him on the halfway line, give him a smack sort of thing. That's, that's just how football was in those days. Yeah. And I was on the halfway line and and I got a smack. Um, it was more of a, I think it was more of a, a, a turn I twisted to go because a lot of my game was, was on pace and running and stuff like that. Yes. So I, I, I turned to go and all of a sudden I felt something go. So I hit the ground. Um, the physio came on, he checked me out and I went, just let's give it a go. So, um, so I got up and I, and I hobbled into the, the penalty box. Um, we had a corner, so the ball come across. I jumped, headed it, and as I, as I went down again, the, the knee collapsed again. And um, <clears throat> so the, the, the doctor come on um, and said, "Yeah, he, 
he's got to come off. And, you know, it's, it's a lonely place in that dressing room where you can hear the whistle going. Yes. You're, um, I didn't exactly know what the, the injury was then at that time. You know, you just you just think, oh, it's just it's just a twist or something like that. But um, it turned out it was um, ACL um, problems, cartilage, yeah. um, medial ligament. Um, oh and, and I've done quite a, quite a lot of damage to it. Um, so the next day it was um, in hospital and Mr. Tubbs, bless him, um, he, he did a fabulous job, um, but that was me out for nearly about 12 months. Yeah, well, it, um, well, it was. Um, in fact, and I reminded you, you, uh, this earlier, that season was was the third successive relegation for Wolves. So we got relegated from the third division um, you didn't play again that season, and you, your next game, your comeback game, was in the first game of the following season uh, against Cambridge. Yeah, and Brian was Brian Little the manager then, I believe. Yes, because I mean, we'll talk about the managers in a minute. <clears throat> what I wanted to ask was, who was the player that actually gave you the injury, Neil? I believe it was Steve Daly. Well, who this... I went on to play um, play with at um, at Kettering. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's a good mate of mine, uh, Steve. Obviously, you've you've met Steve, obviously, um, you know, since. Um, I mean, I'll take it there's no animosity if you, 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 oh, you got to play with him at Kettering. We used to travel to him from um, from the Midlands um, to games, none whatsoever. <clears throat> no, there's, it, these are things in football, and as, as I said at the start of the interview, you know, I, I take things and, you know, yes. the... The second injury, I think, was a different different kettle of fish. Yes. Um, the, obviously, we'll go into that. Um, but no, me and Steve have been, you know, we were we were mates when we were at Ketchum with David Haywood and um, and Steve was there and we used to travel up and down together. No, no animosity whatsoever, no. Now, uh, 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 Neil, af- after that, uh, your you comeback game, like I said, was, was against Cambridge. Um, you, that, that season was 86-87. We finished fourth in the playoffs. Um, you did. You did actually feature in quite a few games, but but you, you didn't hit the back of the net. Do you think after that injury, do you think you know it changed you as a player? Do you think you didn't come back the same? I, I don't know about not come back the same. Um, it wasn't to start with. Yeah. Um, because you know you, you you lose a bit of your. So I was working on the ruse before I joined. So I was, I was you know. I was, quite physically big yes. um, and stuff like this <clears throat> but once you've had that injury and you lose you lose all your your um, my, my left leg was never the same again yeah um, as in as in strength wise and and you lose that and, and you lose you know unless you go gym to the gym and, and build yourself up again you lose that bit of like power as well yeah um, so as as in that yes as as a player um you know, I I then went because they brought Bully in and Muchy came in and Robbie Dennison and people like that and Purs was there. Yes. Um. And and I got pushed out onto the right hand side of midfield. Um. So there wasn't as many opportunities, I guess, to score. Yeah. But but yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think physically I was I was the um the same player as when I first yeah. went there. As, as strong. So after Sammy Chapman, it was Bill McGarry and Brian Little. What was your relationship like with, with Bill and Brian? Um, well, Bill McGarry, was, it was, that was a strange one because yeah. he came in 
um, stayed for a few weeks. Um, he brought in Bob Aislin. Bob had a, a serious injury as well. Um, he had ruptured um, Achilles as well. And then all of a sudden, he's just gone. He's yeah. just disappeared. And we're like, what's what's going on here? Um, Brian Little, lovely guy, great manager. Um, <clears throat> I had a good um, a good bond with him. I think if um, if he'd have stayed as manager, I think because he had the same sort of injury as me. Yes. Um, and and believe me, you know Graham Turner gets a lot of plaudits for um, for doing what he did for Wolves. But I personally think it all started under um, Brian under Little. Brian. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's when it started um, started all coming back together again. Yes. And I was, I must admit, I was gutted when um, when Brian was let go, because <clears throat> I think he got the same sort of thing when he was at Villa. Um, I think Graham came in there, and and um, and Brian went something like something along the those yeah, lines. They, anyway, they past did yeah. they past did key crossing. <laughs> yeah. So Brian Little, um, and I've, I've I've met Brian a few times after we left because um, he went into the conference manager. Yeah. And yeah, lovely, lovely guy, Brian, and and knew what he was talking about. And and I believe he's done quite well for himself. Oh, he certainly has. Now, Graham Turner come in, and, and once again, you know, Brian Little started changing the fortunes. Graham Turner certainly did. What's interesting is Graham, uh, um, Brian, uh, Graham, Brian, flipping heck, all these names. What's interesting is Neil. Um, you actually, and I didn't realise this till I was doing my research, you actually played a couple of times under Graham Turner. Well, a few times. One of them. Uh, your last two games was the the two one win over Newport in October eighty seven, and the five one win versus Cheltenham in the FA Cup in November eighty seven. That was the season, obviously eighty seven eighty eight, where we dropped the league, then went to Wembley, <coughs> won the Sherpa van. Could you see um, by by playing in that team and and by being around it, could you see the start of something good there? Oh yeah, um, you know the, the 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 old confidence came back. You got I. You know, when you've got the likes of Bully up front that yes. just scores goals for fun. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you could you could see that there was there was something building. Yes. Um, you know, it would have been nice to be part of that. And and as you say, I played, I, I did play um, a few games under Graham. Yeah. And and again, it was all it was all down to because um, the last game I played in where where I got injured again um, was was the five one win at Burnley. Yeah. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd played the few games before that, um, so it, I was I was doing okay. I was in the side playing, <clears throat> playing quite well, um, and and I could have if I hadn't got injured again. Um, I, I, you know, who knows what might have happened? Could have gone on and stayed in the side and and actually got a new contract out of it and and stuff like that. But I mean, unfortunately. Um, it didn't turn out. The funny thing is, Neil, you could have actually rewrote history because more than one person has said this to me, the fact that, you know, that 7-11, that, that goal-scoring spree, if you hadn't got injured that season, clearly you could have ended up with 20-odd goals. If that was the case, you know, we signed Bully the following season in, in November 86. That actually, that, that, that transfer might not have taken place if you'd have been scoring goals at the time and, and playing regularly and not been injured. Yeah, look, look hindsight's a, a, a massive thing, and if Graham Turner would have been bought in, he, he would have probably bought in Bully as Bully anyway, because yeah. you know that's probably what he would have done. <clears throat> um, and 
Like, who knows what would have happened? Um, yeah. yeah, I could have done this, but I could have not as well, you know? It's it's hard to look back. I, you know, it, I just know what I did. And yes. The worst thing for me, I guess, is I would... I would like to have. I would really have liked to have seen how could how good I could have I could have become. Yeah, how far uh, you could have actually gone without daily, injury, uh, and 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 playing with good players and yes. and stuff like that. Because you know, if I'm, I, I like to think I'm an honest sort of guy. You and, are. Um, I know that my my touch wasn't the best, but um, I was quick and and I scored goals and but. After the injury, and you come back and you start playing with better players, you, your touch starts to get better, yes. and you you start to become an you know. And if if I could have put a good touch with the pace and the and the goal scoring ability, um, you know, who knows? But it's it's one of those things we'll never know. And and I'm just of the I I've, I've played thirty six times for Wolverhampton Wanderers, so well, I'll take that every day of the week. Listen, you've lived the dream, and if Bully didn't come to the club, you'd have had to score 306 goals now, which would have been tough. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Oh, yeah, that would have been uh, interesting. <laughs> would have been would have been uh, big boots to fill. I mean, you've, you've alluded to Grand Turner a few times. What was your relationship like with Grand? Because it sounded sounds to me clearly that you you got on a lot better with Brian. But what was your relationship like <clears throat> with Graham? Uh, at the end of the day, I have again, I have, I have no issues with Graham. You know, he's doing his job and he's got this. And you know, it's not like he um, he didn't play me or or stuff like that because he certainly did. Yes. Um, and I played a few times for him. Um, and I know when um, when I left the club, he just um, so I went to see him and um, I said, look, what are the what are the plans? Um, you know, and he was, he just said, look, Ketchum have come in for you. At the moment, you're not in my plans, sort of thing. Go and see them, and you know. And when when they say you're not in my plans, then you know yeah. you, you know that it's time to to move on. Um, and and as I say, the the unfortunate leg break at Burnley, and um, you know after the cruciate ligaments, you know managers have to start looking and going, you know, uh, what's what's the next sort of thing. So yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I've no problem with Graham. Uh, I. I have no problem with anybody being honest, um, and and that's how it is. He just he was honest as days long, and I, and and then I moved on. So I mean, yeah, I have no problems with Graham whatsoever. So interesting, how Neil, you know, I know I keep going back to it, but if you'd have been playing in a better team with that goal scoring record, you had them seven in eleven. You know, those eight defeats in eleven games in a winning side, you could have really, really been, you know, a, a real threat. Well, yeah, I think you know that the more chances you get, the, the more the more chances you're going to score. I, yes. I would like to think if you're if you're a decent player, um, you know, and and if a lot of a lot of the goals that I did score, I remember, um, I think it was the York one. Yeah, I actually ran from the halfway line and then shot from like um, thirty yards past the goalkeeper. So a lot of them you, you make yourself. Yes, um, and stuff like this. So, um, but as I say that. You know that's football, isn't it? You know, it, one day you can be a, a top star, and the, and the next day you can be um, on the front paper. You know, yeah, listen, doing what you do. Listen, so, football can be a real decadence, Neil. Now, to be honest, you, you listen. You played your part in Wolves history. One of your uh, one of your first games, Bristol Rovers, which you scored in three thousand two hundred and forty four people at Molyneux, and in your last games. 
the, the crowds had trebled. So I bet you could even see it starting to change and the fortunes of the club starting to change. Oh, yeah. Cause, but when I first went there and, you know, um, there was only a, a little bit of the stands open. And, yeah. Um, you know, and nobody there and everything, the, the stands falling down. and But, you know, the, the fans were brilliant and the fans turned up yes. no matter what. You know, win, lose, or draw, which unfortunately we were losing a hell of a lot then. But they were still like backing you 100% and being there, yes. travelling away. <clears throat> um, remember, um, there was one one occasion we played um, away at Torquay, and somebody ar- arranged it to be on a, um, I believe it was a bank holiday. Yeah, and and it was absolutely crazy. There was thousands of Wolves fans went down, um, so we travelled down. <laughs> And, and as you're getting off the bus, obviously all the Wolves fans, <laughs> they've had a few drinks, as they like to do. Yeah. And you, you're getting off the bus and they're smacking you on the back of the head going, come on, sort of thing. And and then we were playing the game and it was like a Sunday morning game. They were, they were literally standing around the pitch. <laughs> um, and I, we actually won that game. Um, and I, th- I think big Eric Nixon was in goal for us um, at the time. Yeah. And um, like, they, so we scored... Uh, they scored, I think, to make it 1-0. And then we scored, so there was a pitch invasion. Finally got them off. And I can't remember. And then we scored again. Um, <clears throat> and obviously another pitch invasion. Yeah. And they got them off again. And then um, I remember the referee said to us, right, you know, time's up. As soon as the ball gets near the um, entrance to the dugout yeah. sort of things, we're off. And I... I believe it took Eric Nixon about two hours to get into the dressing room <laughs> because there were just there was there was thousands of Wolves fans everywhere and it Brilliant. was like it was like crazy yeah but that's what they do they're so you know and, and we weren't doing brilliant at the time but they still follow the club oh, which is magnificent listen those were great days and and listen that's one thing our club's always had support and although the numbers dropped that that there was coming back in the droves and listen Neil I don't want to re- remind you of this but. Um, you're one of the very, very few players that played in, not one, not two, but all three of the Chorley games. There was the two one-all yeah. draws and then the three-nil defeat. I mean, putting the one-all draws to one side for a minute, I mean, that three-nil defeat, it must have been a real, real low ebb. It absolutely was, mate. Uh, you know, it's that's one of the first, one of the worst times um, you could actually be a a player for Wolves. Yeah. It was it was not good times. As I say, it was not good times at the club. We were, we were going through different um, different sort of sides and stuff like this. And yeah, you know, and you need that little bit of luck as well. And and you know the story. I, I'm pretty sure about in the first match where um, one of the subs was keeping their guy on side, and and that's how they got the draw. Right um, and stuff like this, you know, you need that little bit of luck, and we didn't have it, and and we went back up there, and you know, teaming down the rain and stuff like this, and and at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think people realise how tough it can be against playing playing against non-league clubs. You know, yeah. you see all the time in the FA Cup, yeah, and surely did game. it again, like only a couple of years, you know, uh, last year or the year before. Yes, it's it's a difficult thing, but you've still got to be professional and, and good enough to, to do the sorts of things like that. Yeah. But yeah, that was a real, that was a real low time for the club. Oh, um, certainly and was. And for all the players, you know. Another player that played in those games, Vince Bartram. And like I said, what I found really interesting was obviously you and Vince still 
play for the Wolves All-Stars now, which we're going to come on to. But you obviously was both spotted at Old Winsford. Um, was you a, was you, um, was you a good, you know, good mate of Vince's growing up? You know, did you know him from a young age? <clears throat> not from not from a young age, um, but when we got to um, obviously when we got to Old Winsford, um, and he'll probably tell you, I, I, I actually bought a, a car off his dad as well. So, right. so yeah, we we were good buddies. Um, and I think he, he went to Wolves just before me, I think. Yeah. Um, Vince. Was, uh, but yeah, we had, was, we had some good times at Old Swinford. Because it was the Chief Scout, wasn't it, Ron Jukes, that, that spotted you both? It was, yeah. 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 Good old good old Ron Jukes. I'll tell you what, he had an eye for a play now. Yeah, he, he picked up he picked up some, some right good players. Um, but the, there's a lot of good players in non-league. Um Around, you know, not many, not many of them make it. But you know, the likes of Vardy and people like that, they've they come through and and got picked up the same, you know, sort of age as I did, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's some good players out there in non-league. And from your they point just of need view, need to need that bit of luck and get the chance, you know. Oh, you do, and and you took your chance at Wolves. You, you, as you say, you went to Kettering, and you made Kettering your home for many years, didn't you? Now. Yeah, I was. I, I lived in Kettering for. Um, 30 years yeah um, and it's a shame what happened to Kettering because um, <clears throat> well we had we had quite a few um, Wolves lads come to Kettering because um, Alan Buckley was the manager at, at the time and he, he was actually at the Warsaw manager yes um, when I got injured um, so he was the one that signed me for Kettering um, and then obviously Steve Daly because um, Steve was big mates with Buck yeah um, Richard Massey came um, David Haywood um, so so yeah, there was a few um, wolves, wolves boys um, come up to Kettering. Yeah, and then you live there for many years, and now you live in uh, London, don't you? Neil loves took you to the smoke. Yeah, living living Hemel Hempstead. Just um, just bought a house in Hemel. So, yeah, um, I've I've moved moved away from Kettering again. Wherever I lay my hat, mate, that's where it is. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll, I'll tell you, Neil, a little Wolves-related story to, to, to Kettering. You might not know this story. I've probably bored you with it. I don't know. But um, basically, Derek Dugan, obviously Wolves uh, legend, yeah. played for the club, chairman of the club. He ended up yeah. uh, for his sins as, as Kettering. He certainly did as chairman. And he introduced football shirt sponsorship. And the way he got Kettering around tires. it was... Yeah, Kettering Tyres, that's right. And the way he got yeah. around it was, um, the, the obviously the, the league and the Football Association were banning any form of shirt sponsorship. So all he did, did was put a circle and he put KT in the middle of the circle and that represented KT, Kettering Tyres, and the circle was a tyre. And when, yeah. this is ingenious, because when the league and the, the Football Association questioned him, he said, no, that's our new club badge, Kettering Town. <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly knew how to work things to do. Oh, he certainly knew how to do it. He certainly did, and and for you, Neil, you know, uh, to, to to have the number nine on your back for Wolves must have been a real huge honour. Oh, absolutely. Um, the thing is, I never played number nine though, Jason. Oh, right. <laughs> it was. I, I believe I was eight or ten. Eight was normally the number I used. Um, I, I'm not sure where the Purds was nine. See, I told you I did my research, Neil. <laughs> I can't believe Neil. Yeah, well, listen, if you scored all them goals, eight, mate. if you scored all them goals, you, you you deserve to have number nine on your back. But another interesting fact: Bully's debut, he was number eight. There you go. You see. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, um, and and listen now, and and we're really appreciative of this, by the way, Neil. You travel all the way up from Hemel Hempstead to to play for the Wolves All Stars, and you've been doing it for a number of years. Um, but once again, injuries have caught up, haven't they? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so last year I had to have a complete new um, new knee fitted. Yeah. So I'm gutted that you know I I literally took it for as long as I could. Um, yes. So. Um, I've played for the Wolves All-Stars for quite a few, many, many years now. Um, but it just got to the point where I, I needed to um, to get my knee done. So, um, so yeah, new knee just over 12 months ago, and, and it's fabulous. Um, if I wanted to, I could play walking football. Um, yeah. But I'm, I should still be down to support the boys and, and hopefully... Um, you know, get in the dressing room, get the banter and, and stuff like that. So, well, that's it. I mean, Neil, listen, we we love having you involved. And obviously, after football, um, you worked at Weetabix for many, many years. And what are you doing with yourself now? Well, I've just got my own business. Um, for the want of a better word, doing a bit of house bashing, so home improvements or yeah. anything anybody wants doing, really. Um, so yeah, I've just got my own business three days a week, semi-retired. Um, I was at Weetabix for 30 years, so I had enough of that. Um, so I moved down here, and I'm just, just working for this guy. Just, as I say, any, anything anybody wants doing, just just go out and do it, and it, it's working well. So um, I'm just doing my own house up now, um, ready to move in in a couple of weeks' time. Brilliant. So, yeah, life's good. Got, um Oh, listen, Neil, I, I know it is, and once again, good things happen to good people. And from your point of view, Neil... Um, what's it like now to, you know, have, have played for your boyhood club, to um, scored for your boyhood club? And, you know, although, yes, uh, there weren't the, 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 the greatest days in Wolves history, obviously you played your part of the revival. What's it like to, to look at the club now and the position that they're in? Oh, it's brilliant. I've, I've been a couple of times and you look at the ground now and, and the ground is phenomenal. And, yeah. and the players that the players that there, um, are there now, Jimenez, um, coming back after that head injury, yes. and I've watched him play, and and that boy's something else. He's he he's a quality player, yeah. um, and I, and I really wish him all the best. Um, you know, after his after his really bad injury, I know there was talk that will he ever play again? Yeah, and to come back and play the way he plays and still head of the ball, oh. that, that's absolutely like I take my hat off to him. Um, See, yeah, they. they they're a good side, good side. It, it is hard to come back from an injury like that, isn't it, Neil? <coughs> I mean, whether it be a knee injury, a head injury, any form of, of, of serious injury, because you doubt yourself, I'm sure you do, in terms of, you know, are you going to go for this tackle, are you going to go for this header? You must always be second-guessing sometimes and think, you know, because you don't want to break down again. Absolutely. Um, I, I always remember, like, I was, I was always told by my dad that if you back out of the tackle, you've got more chance of getting hurt. Um you know, I, I had my knee injury and then um, I, I bust my leg and, and um, ruptured ankle ligaments at, at Burnley like 12 months later or 18 months later. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you always come back and even though they tell you, you know, it'll be stronger when you come back, it still still plays on your mind. Yes. Um, you know, the, the ankle and, and, and the leg break, you know, that's that's fine sort of thing but the the knee was a, was a, a different kettle of fish completely yeah. that you know I struggled with that for for a long time afterwards um 
so when you get to your your 30s and stuff stuff like that that's when it you know it's it starts to break down especially when you've had bad injuries so is it, um, is that the knee you've actually had replaced yeah that yeah. was the knee I've had replaced yeah um but it's it's brilliant now it's um it's good really good it. so I'm, I'm over the moon with it well listen I'm blaming Steve Daly for all this <laughs> So am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You wait till I see. In fact, Neil, we've got the Wolves All Stars Christmas do coming up. I've heard he's coming, so we'll we'll take him in the corner and we'll we'll give him what for. <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad, Steve. Oh, he is. And and listen, Neil, if you can look back on those those fond memories at Wolves and and you, you can pick one time that you look back on with fondness, uh, what is it, Neil? It's got to be without a shadow of a doubt the debut. You yeah. know. Um, the, the picture of, of me scoring, um, turning away with my hands in the air, you know, um, the keeper's like on the ground. Um, yeah, that's that's got to be. If there's if there's one thing that I'll remember for the rest of my life, it'll be that, I think. Oh, Neil. And, and they are priceless memories, my friend. Priceless memories. Oh, absolutely. And, and listen, Neil, um, not only am I going to thank you uh, for, for the great representation you've done of our football club. I want to thank you for being a good friend to me over the years because you've been an absolutely fabulous friend. Um, when I did invite you to Las Vegas, I really didn't think you was going to come. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Neil, I haven't told anyone this. I only went to Las Vegas to get married because I thought, you know what, none of my mates will come. I can do it on the cheap. And then 20 freaking three, you turned up. <laughs> I appreciate the offer, mate, and I was always going to come. That was never... Don't, if you don't want me to come, don't invite me anywhere. Hey, I'm joking, buddy. But what a great time that was, mate. And so, listen. Yeah. Th- thank you for playing for our for our great club. Thank you for being a good friend to me. And you're welcome back on the podcast anytime. Thank you, buddy. And and thanks for um thanks for having me. And best mates forever, mate. Oh, Top man. Thanks, Neil. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Chase. Catch you soon.